What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us on another episode tonight. I am Lucas with Nathan Katz, your host of the Retake Lounge. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We're excited for this episode. Um, we've had a few hiccups while recording this, and Nathan can't stop laughing right now. But um, yeah, anyways, um, we're going to be talking about male versus female. Which retic should you buy as your first retic? Should you get a male? Should you get a female? We're going to talk about the pros and cons of both and just kind of our thoughts. Generally speaking, it's kind of been a hot topic on some of the Facebook forums and discussions and something that's been talked about often on our Patreon. So on that note, if you guys aren't a member of the Retake Lounge, go ahead and join patreon.com forward slash the Retake Lounge. We have a growing community that's now at 35 plus members. We've had several join over the last week and we just can't thank you guys enough for the support. Um, like, subscribe, comment on these YouTube videos. And don't forget, you can tune into us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Nathan, take us away. Yeah, so as well, we're just always going to support US Arc. Make sure you're becoming a member. Follow them on all, all social medias. So Instagram, Facebook, all of the big ones, YouTube, uh, now that they have a channel. Get those member numbers up everywhere and support when they need your support. So we're going to talk about male versus female. Um, do you want me to dive into my thoughts right away or do you want to, do you want to take it off here? Go for it. <clears throat> so for me in any species that I get, um, I think before anything, I'm always going to fall in love with that species, whether I want to uh, keep or breed it. Um, I think it's in my nature to try to produce things if I totally fall in love with something. Um, so far, that's only been retics. But uh, so my thought process is always start with the female. Um, and especially with retics and most snakes in general, I want to get the, the most size potential out of the snake and, you know, really see what the animal is going to be before fully investing into a, a group of animals. Uh, low and slow has always been kind of my motto. I like that you actually made that comment, like the comment of like, even if I don't plan to breed, I want to get a female to see what the size potential of the species that I'm working with is, you know, before I decide to maybe get any more, because I think a lot of people kind of now with like the Superdorf craze, I think a lot of people have the, the opposite thought of like, I want the smallest snake that I can get. And therefore a lot of people are like, get a male, get a male. Um, but I actually like your your approach to that. And that was the well, same thing. I think with... there needs to be a caveat there too. I mean, we're talking specifically about uh, reticulated pythons. Uh, you get into other species of reptiles or any other animal. And, you know, the sexual dimorphism in, in size is going to vary and it could switch. It could be males or bigger. So uh, strictly what we're talking about right now is just reticulated pythons. Yeah. Yeah. On the retake lunge. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like that approach. My very first, um, animal, my first retic was a female as well. And it was a Kaiwati. So part of that door, super door family. And, um, really when I got that animal, I had wanted one for so long. I don't think to me, it really mattered, um, in terms of like what it was. Now I will say that there was a lot that influenced me to get a female in regards to, to possibly breeding just like you did. So well, um, if you jump back to the last episode where we we're talking about mentors, uh, 
I, my mentors were a big factor in what I purchased at the start. I mean, my second snake ended up being a female as well. And, you know, my initial knee jerk reaction was to go for a male, you know, I have a female, why not get the male? But, you know, you said, you know, you'd be better off raising a couple females. And then once they're to breeding size, be able to then start thinking about males. They don't need as much time and you can really feel out if this is right for you. Yeah. That's a very good point to make. A lot of people, um, you know, even I made that, that mistake early on was I got a female. So my next one has to be a male, but fun fact is my female still had a year and a half to go to breed while my male was ready. And so you, you have time to get a male. Like by the time that your female's three, three and a half years old, go ahead and buy your male if you want to breed at that point. Um, but I mean, I guess on that note also, like, just keep in mind that when you're buying these animals, just because you like them or just because they're pretty doesn't mean you should breed. I just want to say that right off the bat. Like, and I guess just because you get a female doesn't mean you need to breed either. That, yeah, that exactly. Female can just as easily as that male become a pet yeah. and live out its life with you. Yeah. My, my rant of the episode is not everyone who likes a retic needs to all of a sudden say, I want to breed retics. There's a lot that goes into the breeding and just because you love it as a pet and an animal and because it's, it's hot. Like, I mean, let's be real. You go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you see all these breeders posting their animals. You want to buy an animal, you buy an animal, you see other people getting into it and breeding. And so there's almost like this social pressure in the community of like, oh, well, I bought a Superdorf, so now I need to breed Superdorfs. And it's like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, but if breeding is right for you, which we have an episode about that, you can probably click down below. We'll have a link. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about that in detail. But um, yeah, so I mean, my experience about a female, Nathan, your experience, you bought a female. Did you um, like, how about if someone comes up to you, you're a breeder. And you're you're gonna plan to sell your snakes this year. So what if someone comes I up play to you on TV? Yeah, exactly. Um, what if someone comes up to you and says, "This is my first retake. Should I get a male, or should I get a female?" Like, what are some of the things that you're gonna inform them in order for them to make the best decision, so that they can't blame you for telling them what to buy down the road? You know, I'm I'm never gonna try to totally influence someone's decision. I uh, I think it goes down to me vetting any of my potential customers. We're talking about reticulated pythons. I work with really small localities. Uh, none of my females are over uh, the nine and a half foot mark, so very manageable animals. But you're still talking about animals ranging from six to ten feet, give or take, and you know, when, I mean, even even for a lot getting, of 50 percenters, we're talking about 12 feet for some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And when we start getting into snakes that pass that like six foot threshold, you start getting into animals that don't get the care they deserve, don't get the enclosures they deserve. It's just I I want to feel the best I can about sending my babies out. I'm mm-hmm. sure every other breeder thinks the same and i'm sure that there's a point where you can't totally control every outcome that sucks knowing that as a breeder that sucks yeah Um, so i think i just have to do my best to have 
real conversations with potential customers of mine and try to determine what really will be the best snake for them and not just try to get the sale because I want the money. Yeah. Um, for me, like if someone came and asked me for like, should I get a male or should I get a female for my first retick? Um, I, I like to tell them a little bit about both and let them make their own decision. So, you know, some things to be aware about males is, um, males are smaller. So for those of you wanting a super dwarf retake, there's the appeal to having a male because they will stay drastically smaller and more leaner. Um, and you know, when we talk about like maybe a difference of like two feet between male and females, you also have to remember just weight and girth of the animal. Males, generally speaking, are more lean, more, I mean, they're just, I think, significantly smaller animals. Um, and so there's that upside, right? Like if you don't want to have to get a, a, an eight foot cage or, or even like a six foot cage, but you want to get a four foot, but you want to make it three feet tall, a male pure super dwarf would do fine in that as long as you get it tall enough. But w one thing that, you know, you also have to keep in mind with males is their breeding behavior and that battle behavior that we've talked about a bunch on other episodes that, you know, there is that potential for it. Um, and, it, you know, a lot of people, when this topic comes up on some of the discussions and Facebook groups and everything, I see a lot of people that's that are like very black and white thinking in terms of don't get a male because of their breeding behavior. But I mean, the reality of it is, is that yes, it is absolutely possible, you know, but out of well, all of them, that was one of the things that I was told to when I was buying my second animal right. is, and, and, and realistically that, that comes down to the keeper again. I mean, I knew and I was responsible enough to, to have the conversation with the breeder that, ultimately led to I'm not totally ready to take on that breeding behavior. I can yeah. grow a little bit easier with a female and not have that combativeness or the chance of the combativeness. I've had males that have been super easy and just fun to work with, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I didn't want to take that chance right away. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're, you're good. Uh, those are all good points. Um, you know, I was going to touch on the idea that like, you know, out of all the snakes that I have in my garage, um, I've only had one male that was ever crazy during breeding season. I don't have them, but it was the wild caught Kalatoa. But all of the captive bred males that I have in my garage right now, there's not a single one that I have that shows combative behavior towards me. They might be a little more testy during the breed in terms of like finicky when I touch them with the hook and they might, you know, but my females also do that too when they're getting close to breeding. And so I, I really struggle with the idea and the concept that a lot of people are like, oh, you, you, you don't want to get a male as your first retake because of, of breeding behavior. Um, because, I mean, in all honesty, I think the likelihood of your male exhibiting breeding behavior without any female snakes present is just as likely as you getting a female and that female just being not a nice snake. Because it's really hit or miss with some well, retakes, in my opinion. Yeah, I I would absolutely agree with all of that. Um, I've had a snake that exhibited some possible combative behavior, but it also could have been defensiveness from him just being an unsure animal. Right. Um, so that's really hard to say. Um, also, are you a male or female keeper? Um, 
as we saw in some of our pictures that we attached to oh, what episode was it with the introductions the yeah introductions if you go back to our introduction episode you can see that guy uh, male retics can have the opposite reaction to their keeper in breeding time so like yeah yeah if it, another male comes around might get combative but if a female comes around doesn't matter if you're the keeper or another snake it could yeah <laughs> could like you a lot wanting to breed right um and so yeah i mean and then and then on the other side with females right you have females generally speaking and, and i don't really know where this came from because you know people say get a female because you don't have to worry about you know breeding battle behavior and that that's true that's not necessarily a, a thing but also you know when we're talking about dimorphism you know if, if you're if you're 10 foot female is having a bad day versus your seven foot male having a bad day i'm gonna take the punch from the male all day than the female so um you know that that's you know females will get bigger that's a fact with retics so you know, when a snake gets bigger, you have to realize if that snake has a bad day, you need to be a lot more careful than when it's a smaller snake. I mean, you should be careful regardless. But um, so really, there's there's pros and cons that are very valid for both animals, in my opinion. And I, I really don't like when people ask me, should I get a male or female? I'm like, which one do you want? And they're like, well, I want a male. And I'm like, great, get it. <laughs> if you want a female, great get it because again the chances that your male has battle behavior towards you in my opinion is as likely that your female ends up being a jerk when she's going through her first cycle and doesn't want to be bothered well and with how popular especially the dwarf and super dwarf market has been over the last handful of years everyone kind of gets into it with that idea of, Oh, I'm, I'm getting a super dwarf. What am I going to put to it? And I'm not saying that not everyone should breed. I mean, it, it go comes for it down to it. buy more snakes. If it's something that's truly calling to you, you should absolutely breed. But if it's just something that you're, you're seeing as a financial return, um, in one of the most recent videos about everyone talking about the economy and snakes, um, it was mentioned that, you know, you should have these animals regardless of if it's an, a high or low market. Yeah. Doesn't like, cause right now the market, market sucks. Fair market doesn't matter. You want to have something that you are so invested in just emotionally that you want to keep around it shouldn't matter at the end of the day if you're able to get a return on these guys and it, it it shouldn't be something where if the market starts to turn you preemptively start selling off animals right and and i agree i mean like right now like i went on morph market just for shits and giggles last night and man the desperation of people trying to move pure locality animals animals that are worth 4,000 being sold for 1,500 and trying to move stuff. And guys, I mean, the, the idea between like behind, like, you know, and we're getting even off topic of the male female and that's totally no, no, okay I, because I, I like this topic because I have something I want to bring up too. No. And I mean, yeah, that's the good thing about having a, a conversational podcast. We can make it whatever the hell we want. Um, but yeah, so like, 
if you're getting into like if, if you want to breed retics like don't don't make it your 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 sole income or you know if you're gonna do that do it smartly but you know at the end of the day buying snakes there's waves you know there's when the economy's doing well when it's tax season um you know in in florida where i'm from um there's there's a snowbird season in, in the restaurant industry i was a server right so from the months of like november to march or april you make 75 percent of your money in tips for that whole year in like a four to five month span and then the other seven eight months that are available you're making like 25 percent, and it's the same thing with like the retic and or, or you know maybe snakes i'm going to speak to the retic industry because i don't pay attention to the others but look at the ways and the trends People buy money when number one, the government gives them money for COVID relief or number two, you know, it's tax season and people have money or they want to buy like a holiday Christmas gift for someone. But, you know, during the holiday season, when people are already spending a bunch of money during the summer, when people have spent or used their tax money, like there's always a dead season when it comes to buying snakes. And then when we go through a recession ordeal, like we kind of are or are having now, it can die. So keep in mind that the profitability in this industry wax and wanes and your love and passion for the animals, ultimately what needs to make you want to keep them. If, if you're selling out on retics because you've had a bad two years, then I mean, I, I don't feel bad for you at this point because you've made it about the money and not the animals. If you're getting rid of your whole collection. Yeah. Um, Lucas, Lucas knows pretty well about uh, everything going on in my life and you know there's there was a point just a little over a month ago where my bills completely doubled um they doubled we're in going into whatever kind of recession we're going into right now um it's affecting every industry and my first concern when i found out the bills were doubling were how am i going to support my animals because that's what means the most to me this is what I called Lucas talking about. This is my main concern. So it, it's that kind of feeling I want to try to get from all of my potential customers. You know, I want to, I want to potentially find someone who through thick or thin is going to keep these animals around just because they bring them joy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, you know, a male or female is going to bring you joy if you end up loving the species in general because you're going to grow with a hatchling. If you get a hatchling, you, if you get a female, it, yeah, it's going to get bigger. But, you know, it, it's it's great Same to be able to... Same with a male to, and arguably a, a bit faster. Right, exactly. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like, I mean, you can make the argument go female because males can be more dangerous or you can make the argument of... um you know, go male because they stay smaller and you don't need as much space and you don't need to spend as much feeding them. Like there's so many different true positive points back and forth that at the end of the day, just get what you want. Like don't, don't worry about the breeding behavior because the chances that you have a male that doesn't, isn't very high. And don't worry about, you know, being scared of getting a bigger female because a bigger female might bite you because, you know, if you get that snake as a hatchling and you care and love it, the chances of that animal hating you for the rest of its life isn't likely. These snakes are very adaptable to cap, you know, to captive, you know, especially as, as far as we're doing captive breeding now. 
Um, if you work with your retics and you even know just a little bit about retics, you can have a really nice retic. You get what you give and that goes for anything in life. And when you give to these retics, they give back so much more. Yeah. We, we don't give them credit enough for how, how intelligent they truly are. And I'm, I'm proof that the more you work with your animals, the easier it becomes to establish a relationship. Doesn't matter male or female. And really you're, you know, it's, it's a good life lesson just in how you carry yourself day to day. Yeah. And I mean, an example, you know, I, I bought a wild caught female Kalatoa that I was told was six and a half feet came to me at like nine feet and was told she was docile she hated me. Um, and you know, I'm going on my third year of having her and she's probably one of my best snakes in my collection. When people come over and they look at her, I take her out a wild caught animal. I'm taking her out before I take out most of my other animals because she's just easy to work with. She'll, she'll maybe bite the hook once and feed response. But as soon as that food response is off, I can pet her head. I can scratch her chin. She is cool as hell. Um, so again, what you put into the animals is what you'll get out of them, whether it's a male or female. So ultimately, I guess my message for this, I don't know if you agree, Nathan, but get what you want and don't worry about the risk benefits rewards unless it's something that is driving you. If, if you don't want a very big animal and want bigger caging and more food, get a male. Um, but don't let the fear of like male breeding behavior deter you from from you know, ultimately getting a male, which is what some of you might really want to start off to see is, Hey, is a retake even right for me? Let me start with a smaller size animal. Cause that's a totally valid mindset. In my opinion, you're yeah, scared to get a retake, especially if just retakes are something you fell in love with and you want to just have a, a nice pet. You can absolutely, I think a male is one of the best options you can have, but you just, just have have some goals in mind maybe just know what you're looking for in this industry in retics and have conversations before you buy any animal i mean i think that's something that we preach all the time is just you know put a lot into the the buying process when you're going to get an animal such as a retic it's just something we want to see last a little bit longer than we've seen yeah. And, and, and if just out of note, after Nathan said that, don't worry about being an annoying buyer, ask all the questions, ask a million and one questions, screw the, the people. The day, in the end of the day, this is all that we do for a living it, outside of snakes is listen to people right, and help people. That's all that Lucas and I do all day. So there is not going to be a change in attitude from me or him anytime if you're just trying to get some good information, I'm yeah. always there for you. Yeah. And if you want a snake from yada, yada or yada, yada, ask a million and one questions. Um, I, I love giving recommendations because I know that I'm not going to always have what you need. And yeah, I, I do mostly you know, locality I, I stuff. I know enough people that I can probably find someone who has something a little closer if I don't. Yeah. I've, I've had like four people this week alone ask me if I have Motley Golden Childs. It's like, nope. I know they're popular, but sorry. Yep. Um, but yeah, ask a bunch of questions. Don't worry about the people that are saying tire kickers and all that crap. Like, no, be a tire kicker. Like, kick all the fucking tires. 
excuse my French, but kick them all. Ask all the people questions and, and get all the information you need so that you feel confident in buying what you're buying. Um, Nathan, I don't really have anything else from this topic. Do you? No. Uh, besides just if you're debating male or female and you really can't make up your mind, talk to people. This kind of just falls into what we've just been talking about. But just explain your thought process. Explain why you're thinking male over female or female over male. And just get some guidance if if you're lost. So, um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll keep it short and sweet with this one and uh, see you next week. I got one more comment. Yeah. If you're going to buy snakes from me and you're asking me, should I get a male or female? Just get both. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys have a good night. Thanks so much for listening or a good day or afternoon. Uh, Don't forget, subscribe, like, comment. Thanks for the support. Reach out to us if you have any questions. Absolute best. We have the coolest discord ever. It's super active. 36 members and counting. 36? Yep. 36. We got a new one? Yep. Lucas is just finding out that it went up one. Um, And we have, in my opinion, some of the coolest merch in the reptile industry coming out. It's a throwback to something that you guys should all recognize. So um, if you're a Patreon member, get excited for it. Um, We got merch coming. And some of the OG Patreon members, you guys have already seen some of that merch. And we have some stuff being printed and about ready to get out to you guys. All right. Take it easy, everyone. Thanks so much.